0: What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on 1 edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on 1s, what I like to do is interview people. I like to talk sports whenever I can. And my next guest is someone who likes to do so as well. He's the host of the Sports Arena Show from the Sunshine State of Florida. Please welcome Mr. Eric Wilson to the Talk to Q radio show. Eric, how's it going? Good evening. Good evening. How are you, sir? Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining, man. And So can you tell us about your background a little bit and when did your love for sports start?
1: Oh, that, that was before I could even walk, uh, my love for sports. I mean, both my parents were huge into, well, my mother was more into basketball than football. My dad was a huge baseball guy. Both of them loved baseball. My dad was a huge football guy. So, okay. I mean, I've been watching sports, like I said, since before I can remember. My journey through sports has been, you know, I did little league bowl, uh, Little League bowling. I did soccer. I did baseball. Uh, through middle school and high school I did some basketball and you know I guess my my guilty pleasure if you will I'm I'm a bit of a bowling guy I love the bowl actually I was just out last night uh throwing just because I got two new bowling balls for my birthday so when it some when you, and, oh yeah. yeah 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 when it comes to I challenge anybody well when it comes to sports that's kind of been ingrained in me since the beginning I will say the last Ten, eleven 11 years is really when I wanted to peel back the curtain and kind of get more involved with it and go from being just a fan to having a more better understanding of the game and that's where you know my love for talking to people and networking and, and doing things like you know being on your podcast has really kind of elevated me all on my journey
0: all right cool so tell me about the sports arena what's that about So the Sports Arena is a a
1: weekly sports show uh, discussing hot topics, bringing on guests, introducing people to, you know, athletes, coaches, and just anybody who loves to talk sports. Uh, Saturdays, uh, the show is every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, You can catch it on iHeart Radio. It's on Fox Sports 1070 a.m. It's uh, 1070thezone.iHeart.com. And right now, with sports gearing back up, this is the time where you know I'm really kind of getting back into those media spots, if you will. Uh, I've been on a couple conference calls with both NBA teams and WNBA teams and just waiting to see you know how the seasons are going to play out.
0: okay, so let's let's talk NBA since you bring it up. How do you think the bubble has worked so far?
1: I think both bubbles have uh, have done very well. You know, you're, you're going to have those instances where I think it's going to be about people keeping everybody accountable for what's going on. But as far as I can see, and this is both NBA and WNBA, uh, the bubbles have been seeming to work. Now, we're just getting to the point now where boards are about to tip off. So my hope is that once it happens, everybody kind of keeps the course going and everybody just, Ball's in line so we can have our basketball and we can, you know, crown ourselves a a new champion on both fronts.
0: Okay. Now as far as crowning a champion, do you think that this season will have an asterisk beside it in the minds of a lot of people because of the stoppage and how COVID has affected the season?
1: You know, that's a, that's, that's, that's been a hot topic. And and one that I really have, I'm saying, no, I'm saying the team that comes out of this in the NBA and, and, and again, I want to make sure I show a lot of love to the WNBA because I have been involved with, you know, one of their teams, predominantly the Chicago Sky, and they have been amazing to work with. But with regard to the NBA, I don't feel there's going to be an asterisk because everybody has had the same amount of time off. And so everybody's also had the opportunity to keep their strength and conditioning going. Some people have, you know, put on some weight such as one of the centers for the Orlando Magic, Mo Bamba. Some of the people have slimmed down, such as Carmelo Anthony. You know, so, I mean, everybody has had time to kind of rest and heal, but also get themselves prepared. At the end of the day, is it going to be the best team winning? I believe so. And now people are saying, well, what happens if a major marquee player, you know, somehow contracts COVID and that person's out? Well, I mean, listen, to me, it's next man up. You know, if you don't take the necessary steps to protect yourself, especially during this time, and you got to hold yourself and your team accountable, then, I I mean, listen, I don't want this to affect anybody because I love having sports back and I want to see my season. But there is a level of responsibility that falls upon the athlete, the coaches, the trainers, staff, and everybody within that bubble it is each and every single person's responsibility to do their part so that way we can have as as fans and as media and just those who need a break from how life currently is they 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 have shouldered that responsibility
0: well i know that a lot is being made about messages on the back of the of jerseys and at the beginning of your show you deliver a message do you mind sharing that message and why it's important to you? Because I think you do it at the beginning of every show.
1: At the beginning of every show, after I welcome everybody to the sports arena, I say we need justice for Brianna Taylor, we need justice for Elijah McClain, and we need justice for Specialist Vanessa Gillian. The reason why, and let me be very clear, I know there are many other names that I could add to that list. I've chosen those three for, the sim- for these simple reasons. First off, Breonna Taylor was a woman who was in her bed. This woman was not out partying, drinking, doing anything wrong. And because law enforcement got the wrong address, they entered into her home, and she no longer is alive. This is a woman who was giving her life to service. She was going to become an EMT. So she was going to go out there and put her life on the line day in and day out, risking her own. So we lost someone who was sacrificing themselves for the betterment of others. And her killers need to be brought to justice. Elijah McClain's story. When I look at Elijah McClain, I see myself, you know, when I look at this young man and everything that he could have become it, it hit me in such a way because when I saw his picture, it was an immediate reflection of that could be me. Mm. And the fact that this young man, while he was being arrested, he was being empathetic about the situation. This young man did not deserve to die. And then Vanessa Gillian was another person of sacrifice and service to this country. These are people who, you know, they weren't going out and committing crimes or they weren't being belligerent or they weren't being disrespectful or they weren't looting or, or you know, burning down buildings. These were people who were giving of themselves for the greater good. And now we don't know what they could have become. So that is, and even my dog's upset about it. And, and that is why I always start my show with those three. And again, I take nothing away from George Floyd, Eric Gardner, Ahmaud Arbery. You know, there, like I said, there are so many other names. But those three were the ones that have hit me. And so that is why I start my show every day, every time I do it, honoring them three. Because I will not let their names go away. I don't care if I'm the only person talking about it. I will continually talk about it until justice has been served for them three.
0: I think it's a great thing that you do. And I really appreciate how you explained what each one you know what makes each one so special to you because people see the names and they don't always know the story and so if you hear the story of someone who was in bed you know someone who's supposed to be an emt or a kid walking back from the store minding his own business and even when he was being assaulted he was apologizing to the cops despite the fact he did nothing wrong and then with, with Miss Gillian and then in the military and everything. I mean, it's all such a sad story, and people need to hear it so that it becomes real, and they can start to promote change and do something about it. And athletes have the ability to reach large audiences and promote change. We've seen people back in the day like Muhammad Ali and Bill Russell, and maybe more recently Mahmoud Abdul Rauf and Colin Kaepernick take stances for what they thought was the greater good. So. Do NBA, NBA players right now get that? You know, in your opinion, are we going to see more people in the NBA demand change, you think?
1: I, I really do.
0: Um, you know,
1: and just as recently as a couple hours ago, the Orlando Magic had a scrimmage game against the Los Angeles Clippers. And, and Paul George, after the game, made it very clear. He was not speaking to the media unless it was about social injustice. He wasn't speaking to him about the game. He wasn't speaking to him about his points, his assists, turnovers, none of that. If you didn't ask him a question with regard to the social injustices that are happening in this country, he didn't want to talk to you. And I have to give that man a lot of respect because, well, I have to give the NBA and WNBA a lot of respect for what they're doing on and off the court. You know, they have the platform right now. They have the media is – Dying to talk to them right now, and here's one thing I will say, uh, and I have to give a lot of, you know, respect and high praise to the head coach of the Orlando Magic, Steve Clifford, because in one of the first media sessions that I was involved in, he made it very clear that now is not a time to be neutral, and he said that on more than one occasion with regards to you know what's going on in this country, and then. You know, on Sunday, the first thing he said was, We want to offer our condolences to the passing of Congressman John Lewis. So Coach Clifford gets it. And the fact that he sets the tone within that locker room, you know, it just gave me a lot of knowledge and education that here is a man who does not look like me but understands what's going on in this country and is not afraid to speak on it at any given point in time and wants his players to be just as vocal. They have the platform right now, and I do see that they are utilizing it. I, I, again, I go back to working with the Chicago Sky Just hearing what they are doing from the commissioner on down, the head coach, general manager, the players, uh, you know, these women have unified themselves with regards to making sure that not just, you know, about the Black Lives Matter movement, but they're also talking about, you know, making sure that the homeless and, you know, no kid hungry, they have different organizations that they're working with throughout this season. They're working with the LGBTQIA, you know, they're working with those organizations. They're working with, they are truly unifying this country in a way that I don't think I've seen in such a long time. So it's a privilege to be able to cover them and talk to them, but it also makes me realize that we all need to be doing our part to make sure that there is real effective change. And the one thing that I don't say on my show that I I should start saying is, Go out and vote. Do whatever you need to do to figure out how you, if you're not registered, get registered and go vote. Amen to that. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what your affiliation is, but make sure that your voice is heard. And something that I used to say back in the day when I was bartending, because, you know, you deal with every walk of life when you're slinging drinks. Um, I used to say to people, if you didn't vote, you can't say a thing. You don't, you, 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 you can't. I, I used to tell people all the time. Now, of course, my mindset has changed to where everybody needs to make sure that they do go out, get themselves registered and
0: make their voice heard. Most definitely. So as far as the basketball action itself, um, Who do you see meeting in the conference finals in the East and the West? Do you have a a final four, I guess, to kind of lay it out for us?
1: Actually, I do. In the the Eastern Conference, you know, as much as everybody's talking about Milwaukee, and listen, Giannis, you don't get called the Greek freak for nothing. This man's a monster. (laughs) But I will say this to you. In the Eastern Conference, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Boston Celtics. Now, let me be very clear. I am a Philadelphia 76ers guy because that's where I'm from, born and raised. Okay. I live here in the Florida area. I cover the Orlando Magic. So those are my two teams. But when it comes to looking at the Eastern Conference, I have to go Milwaukee and Boston. As much as I want Philly to be in the conference finals, I just really hope that Embiid and Ben Simmons can can find a way to – to you know, without having Jimmy Butler, to be able to just find that leadership and make it work. If you ask me right now, which you are, I'm gonna say Milwaukee and Boston in the East. In the West, everybody wants that Clippers, Lakers, LA Western Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah. But you know who people aren't talking about? They're not talking about Denver. They may be talking about San. I'm not San Antonio. Excuse me, Houston. You know, but everybody's talking about Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, Clippers. And I'm just like, okay, what I will say to you is don't be surprised if Denver finds a way to sneak themselves in to the Western Conference Finals against either the Lakers or the Clippers. I don't know which one of those two are going to be in because on one hand, you've got LeBron and AD, you've got Dwight Howard, They brought in J.R. Smith. You know, so this team, Frank Vogel knows how to make this team flow. Doc Rivers is an amazing coach. This man has been a player. He's been a coach. He understands the game of basketball. Now you bring in one of the top three guys in the entire league in Kawhi Leonard, a finals MVP. This man is, I'll say it, the sole reason why Toronto has a championship. No disrespect (laughs) to Siakam or Van Fleet or Kyle Lowry, but come on now. That shot against Philadelphia, when when Kawhi made that shot, I knew right then and there. I saw what they did first round against Orlando. Orlando took game one against Toronto. What did Toronto do? Toronto took the next four and said, okay, we're done with you. We're moving on. So, he brings such a presence, and then you complement that with Paul George. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Doc right. Rivers is like, yeah, we, we, we're going for hours. So I'm going to say it's going to be one of the L.A. teams versus Denver. Now, if it's a Laker-Clippers-Western Conference Finals, guess what? The media got what they wanted, and there's going to be a ton of storylines, and you know what? The narrative is going to write itself. But I would like yeah. to see Denver yeah. get in just to kind of shake things up a little bit. So I got Milwaukee, Boston in the East, and I won't tiptoe on this. I'll just say, you ask me right now, feet to the fire, gun to my head, I got to make a decision. I'll go, you know what, I'll go Clippers, Denver in the West.
0: Okay, okay. And so what would be your preferred matchup in the finals?
1: Now, see, that's where it gets tricky because my preferred matchup in the finals is Lakers-Boston. Okay. That's the matchup that I, that I would – that I'm – everybody, see, I just – something about Boston. Here's the thing about the Celtics. The Celtics this past season have never been at 100%. There were games where, you know, Enos Cancer didn't play. Jason Tatum didn't play. Brown didn't play. And yet the Celtics still found a way under Brad Stevens and found a way to get it done. I saw that firsthand – watching them play the magic. So that's why I say to you, if Boston was to ever be at 100%, teams need to be served notice. And that's not to say that Philadelphia or Miami or Orlando or any of these other teams, Toronto are not, they don't have, you know, that it factor. But man, when you get the record that you have under Brad Stevens and you're not playing at 100%, to me, that makes you very scary.
0: All right. Well, uh, we're hoping that everyone can remain healthy going through the, the rest of the season. Um, this time off won't hurt anyone. Um, and then, like, with with the Clippers, if, if they do make it to the finals and Kawhi wins a third title with a third team, then where does that put him in the – uh, legends I guess discussion so to speak.
1: And he's not even thirty years old yet. Right. Uh, you know, you have to you have to start having the conversation about the greatness that is Kawhi Leonard. Should he be successful? You know, first off, to go back to be a back to back champion with two different teams in two different conferences. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you got the one in San Antonio. Then you go to Toronto and you get your second one. If the Clippers, if you are able now, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Doc Rivers, and the rest of that team, if they are able to, you know, get to the NBA Finals and then win the NBA Finals, you have to seriously start asking yourself how great is Kawhi Leonard? Because people always say one man don't make a team and I agree, cannot ignore the athleticism, the mental prowess, the toughness, the durability, and the fact that when he comes to a team, it's about one thing, and that's winning. If he's able to pull this off this year, people need to start recognizing the greatness that is Kawhi Leonard.
0: All right. And we'll get ready to – wrap things up but I, I i gotta ask you about the wnba and as much as i've talked sports on my show before i don't know if i've actually really talked about the wnba i don't watch it as nearly as i did as i did when it first debuted back around 97 um but there's a lot mm-hmm. of good basketball being played in that league and so what do you think they need to do to get more traction i mean how can they increase the viewers
1: i think what's going to happen this season i was actually on the phone with the commissioner of the WNBA this afternoon and, you know, she spoke about, she spoke a lot to what is going on in this country and just elevating these women to such a degree that they have, you know, the correct representation that they're making sure they're going out there and they are able to be heard when it comes to voicing their message. How do you increase, how do you increase the fans? You know, that's, that's, that's such a great question. And the product, just needs, and this is my opinion, it just needs more exposure and it needs more marketing. Because someone did ask her, it was a gentleman actually from South Africa, he asked, you know, is the WNBA looking into expanding into an international game, much like what the NBA has done. And she made it very clear that first and foremost, we are going to grow the brand here in the United States. Once she gets it to that level, and I'm paraphrasing Mind you, these are not her words. I'm paraphrasing the conversation that happened. Once that does transpire, then yes, of course. You know, and it's not that they haven't looked at it, but right now it's about building what they already have. Another interesting point that came up was given this unique situation with every, with the entire WNBA being here, you know, in Bradenton, Florida at the IMG Academy, which coincidentally is about 25 minutes door to door from my house. Would the commissioner ever consider doing something like this when we are not under quarantine and during a pandemic? Meaning, bringing all the teams to a, let's just take Vegas for example, bringing all the teams to Vegas, playing the entire season in one spot, and having the media in one location. You know what I mean? So it's like, have it be like a central hub to really push the exposure with the WNBA. And again, she said, nothing is off the table, but you know, it's a work in progress, but they're going into, this is their 24th season. Next year is the silver anniversary. So definitely let's see what happens. But, you know, again, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to speak to the coach, uh, James Wade, Chicago, uh, Chicago sky, excuse me, speak to the players just get a feel for them, and I'll tell you what, they're on a mission, not just to elevate themselves but to elevate this brand. So I am hoping that this continues on and just explodes because, what, like I said, what they're doing on and off the court speaks volumes. And I take nothing away from what the NBA players are doing because I know they are doing the same thing. And, again, I go back to I give a lot of respect to Paul George and what he did today. So I would like to see them flourish, and I hope they do. I really do. Okay.
0: And any particular right. names you can look for this season? Any people who are kind of going to maybe have a breakout season in the WNBA?
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm partial to the sky because the ladies are they're awesome. Uh, they've got two new rookies, uh, Stella Johnson yeah. and Ruthie Hebbard. But that whole entire team, top to bottom, I mean, the vet, like Courtney Vandersloot and Allie Quigley, you know, you've got – they are, you know, six, seven years in the league, women like Cheyenne Parker and, and Diamond Shield. I mean, there's such a chemistry when you talk to them that it speaks so, so – they're so far past them, you know. These young women are – they love what they do. They were able to come together in a very unique situation, really find – that common ground with the new cast that's coming in, get them acclimated to the system. And I mean, coach Wade has just been phenomenal as far as getting them ready, because at the end of the day, it's about winning a championship. That's what it's about. And I think diamond De shield, one of my very first interviews with her, she made it very clear. She was like, listen, we're not here on vacation. We're not here to golf. We're not here to go to the beach. We are here to win a championship. I was like, Okay. Done deal.
0: (laughs) I guess like with the WNBA, what really kind of kept me interested early on where I'm located in Jackson, Mississippi. So a lot of the Mississippi products I tried to keep up with, like Tan White, Latoya Thomas, Muriel Page, and now Victoria Vivians. The Mississippi connection is really what keeps me interested. I do want to see the game grow. I was hoping they could start – a lot sooner than everyone else. So it would be, you know, that would be the long game, you know, game to watch on TV. But unfortunately, they weren't able to start up uh, before everyone else. But um, I do wish them much success because I really want to see them thrive and grow the sport and make more money. So Eric, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Where can people find the sports arena and where can they connect with you on social media? So again, thank you so
1: much for having me on. Let me just say this. It's been a pleasure. And again, I want to, Invite you on to my show, since you love to talk sports. I would definitely love to get your thought and opinion on a couple of things. Everybody can follow me um, on my Twitter and my Instagram. It's the same thing. It's just at ECWilson76 um, is my Twitter and also where you can find me on IG. Uh, My show, like I said, every Saturday at 11 a.m., I usually go Facebook Live and Twitter, Periscope, to just kind of get that interaction from all the listeners. Love the comments. Everybody feel free to just, you know, drop your thoughts. Let's talk about it. Uh, and the website right now is under construction. I'm looking to get that changed. But once that is up and running, I will definitely make sure I get that over to you so you can share that with your listeners and followers. But this has been an amazing time. Thank you so much. This has been fun. Love to have you on my show.
0: Well, thanks. I appreciate you taking the time to do show, and I'd love to be a guest. Uh, just, just let me know. All right, everyone. That is Eric Wilson of the Sports Arena. Let me give him a hand right quick. <laughs> that's the q podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio show. And, Eric, I hope we can get through the rest of the NBA and WNBA seasons without any interruptions from the C-19 virus, man, so you stay safe down there.
1: Yes, and, and you as well, and uh,
0: I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you and that's going to do it for this t2q podcast go to talk and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out i'm on twitter at TalkTheQ and that's talk the number two q so i want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of t2q and i'll see you next time